All right, welcome back to episode four of Talking Chop. I am Gary Putnick, your host, and today, once again, I'm joined by the Brett Rutherford. Last time we had him on was last week, just before the NCAA baseball regionals started. We were discussing some Florida State baseball and the outlook into how they could perform in this weekend. And we're recording this about two hours after the game ended, and they showed up this weekend. They absolutely showed up and shoved it this weekend in Athens. They went 3-0 and in their regional. They won the first game 13-7 to against FAU, won the next game 12-3 to against UGA, and then won again tonight on sun- yeah, Sunday night against UGA 10-1. to So, Brett, what was your first initial thoughts on this weekend? I mean, first off, I just want to say it's been a great weekend, great weekend of baseball, not only in Athens, but across the country. And uh, when I was on here last week, I said, when the bats are hot for Florida State, they're hot. And this weekend, they were indeed hot. I mean, 34 runs against three, across three games is, is pretty incredible, uh, given the, the pitching that Florida State had to come up against this weekend. Mm-hmm. It was extremely incredible. They and even not only the bats, but also the pitching, they, they showed up, they looked like they were a bit iffy early on against FAU or not really early on, but midway through the game against FAU, they, everyone thought, okay, we might actually have a slugfest on our hands with the Owls when it got to, what is it? When it was about eight to seven, eight to five in the sixth inning. So people got a bit scared, but then FSU stepped it up and cranked up the offense a bit more and the pitching settled down going into the back third of the game. And, the pitching just settled down for the rest of the weekend. After that game against FAU where they gave up seven runs, they only gave up four more runs in the next 18 innings. So not only – Against one of the best hitting teams in the country. Yes. uh, Yes, not only – yeah, that – Georgia looked impressive coming into this weekend. I thought they were going to win the regional. I think think we both agree on Georgia winning it. Yeah. I don't know if that's 100% true. We can go back and listen to the tapes. But they kind of – they did they choke? Are we gonna uh, say? Are we gonna say Georgia choked? Uh, Georgia from, fashion? <laughs> yeah, from from an outsider's perspective, you, if you look at this, uh, you look at this Georgia team, number four in the country, and just built with some of the best talent in the country, guys that either would have been drafted if they had better signability, or guys that are going to be drafted in the first round, starting tomorrow and and, and every summer for the next couple of years. Um, just just a, a crazy talented Georgia team. And when Florida State took the field, I think before Saturday's game, I texted you that I thought this could be C.J. Van Eyck's like national coming out party. Mm-hmm. He was on the big stage. I, I thought, you know, from the stuff I've seen from him late in the season, he, the fastball has gotten a little, uh, you know, he picked up some velocity on the fastball. Mm-hmm. His stuff has looked really good. And then the leadoff batter for, for the Georgia Bulldogs, Tucker Maxwell, uh, in the first at bat of the game, takes him yard, and I'm thinking, uh oh, I might have been a little off on this one. But he settled in eight innings, in a, 104 pitches over eight innings, struck out nine, and only gave up three runs against that Bulldogs lineup. An incredible performance from uh, the sophomore. And both or a lot of the, both starting pitchers for FS or FSU had actually two starting pitchers this weekend go over 100 pitches. Both great or both both. Uh, sorry, Grady and uh, Van Eyck went over 100 pitches, but Parrish went 95 in five innings. Yes, he had a bit more of a rough start, but both that's kind of showed up. That's kind of what we can expect from Parrish at this point. Yeah. Um, not not dominant, but hopefully could eat up some innings and keep it close. 
which is what he did in, in the game against FAU. Um, just kind of is what it is right now with Drew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he never really put the bullpen in an awful spot, really. So that's all you can hope for is that you don't get a guy in the bullpen coming in with bases loaded, one out. So yeah. he did that job. And going on to Georgia, I mean, Aaron Schunk was one of the big guys that everyone would say, look out, look out for this guy this weekend. He's going to make some, do some damage. This might be his time to show off in front of the MLB scouts that could be watching for Monday or for tomorrow, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and he didn't really, he didn't show up. I mean, like the rest of this Georgia team, he really just didn't play. It felt like, I mean, just tonight against FSU, he went over four with yeah. one strikeout. So it, it was, it was a very flat performance from a lot of guys uh, on that Georgia team. Mm-hmm. Shunk had a little bit of a better game on Saturday. He did go two for four, picked up a couple RBIs. And he looked good defensively, uh, you know, this afternoon too. But I I think it got to the point where where Georgia kind of felt the pressure. And Mm -hmm. Florida State knows firsthand what it's like hosting a regional, being a nationally seeded team, the type of pressure that's on you and your team to to come in clutch and – you know, at Georgia, they're not blind. They saw how hot Florida State's bats were. And I think they kind of they kind of just – they were like a deer in headlights. Yeah, they cracked under the pressure. They – FSU – they got into a staring match with FSU, and Georgia blinked first. So oh, yeah, big time. That's all – that's pretty much what happened. And you, I, a lot of time when they kept cutting to UGA's coach on the, side, on the bench there, he kind of just looked kind of shocked or kind of just been like looking like, what the heck is going on right now? Like, come on, let's step it up a little bit. Like, they had no answer, it felt like. And that's just another credit to Martin and the whole idea of the second season coming into play. They kind of just threw out everything that they knew about this team at regular season, and it was a new team this weekend. Yeah. I could at least see. No, and, if, if there's one word to describe this weekend, it's magical. That It was a magical yeah. weekend for Florida State, mm-hmm. and that starts with left fielder, Tim Becker. I, I was about to say that. I was about to say great transition into magical and Tim Becker, not so tiny Tim Becker. <laughs> I, I mean, what a weekend from the from the senior three-year mm-hmm. club player. Yeah, I was about to say, not only just a regular senior, a senior that didn't even play for this team last year. Uh, and then I heard, I think on the broadcast, they mentioned he was originally sent home from his tryout and they called him back because they had an extra spot for him. Well, they only called. They called him back because they didn't have an extra outfielder to practice with, so they needed him. Kind of. I mean, this, what a story! Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. In game one against FAU, he went two for four or two for five with four RBIs, two runs, and two home runs. And those two, one of the his first of those two home runs was his first home run of his collegiate career. He had never hit a home run before that. I believe he was two. He was like three for eight or three for seven coming into this. Yeah. See, coming into the regional, and he just balled out straight up. Like next go, next game against uh, UGA, where'd he go? Um, two for two with two runs, three RBIs, and a walk, and another home run. Yeah, I mean, and, it was I mean, amazing. Tonight, and I mean, if we're gonna talk about, uh, he slowed down a bit tonight. He went over three with an with a run. And two walks, but, but like, they stopped pitching to him. They were yeah, walking him. They were putting him walked, on base. He walked twice. I mean, so he may. I mean, is Tim Becker Barry Bonds? <laughs> well, well, I, I will. I won't say that. What I will say is, uh, on last week's show when we were kind of looking at this regional and kind of talking about what this NCAA you know baseball tournament is all about, I believe I said it's not. It's not always the stars that are going to step up and and carry the day. 
sometimes mm-hmm. a lot of the time actually you get a, a guy like like Tim Becker that comes in and steps up you know three games in three days is a lot of baseball and so you, you're not going to always have 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 your studs out there and Becker obviously didn't start a lot of the season it was freshman Elijah Cabell who I you know great decision on Mike Martin's part I think you texted me on on Friday, um, right before the game, you said, "Oh, Becker's starting in left field. What's going I, on there?" I did. I I just was actually scrolling back to see. It. I sent you a picture of the FSU lineup, and I said, "Did you see this? Smith and Becker are starting, and Reese." And he said, "Odd, but not insane." Smith showed a little. Smith maybe a little bit more power threat than Baldor, but yeah, I mean, like both of us were kind of confused. Like, what is Martin doing here? Like. What Martin, or I guess Martin and Martin Jr., what have they seen out of these guys the past couple of days before, leading up to this? Yeah, it, it, was, it was it was an insane weekend. Obviously, Becker wasn't the only one hitting for Florida State. Mm-hmm. Drew Mendoza with a great weekend. Robbie Martin with a great weekend. J.C. Flowers, Nando DeSantis, all just – I mean, I think it sounds like the whole lineup had a good weekend. <laughs> yeah, there's not, there's not a bad name. I think you just named everyone. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like there was some, there was a lot of cool moments from this weekend, especially on Saturday night with Van Eyck. They were uh, them and the Georgia bench were going back and forth. Georgia, there's a bunch of antics going on, and uh, Van Eyck had a strikeout. I can't remember which inning, but he walks off the mound and looks at the Georgia bench and gives them the Jordan shoulder shrug. So, I mean, that was another fun moment from this weekend. So, this that's team seems to be playing loose too. Yeah, no, that's the stuff you love to see, and that's the type of stuff that college baseball brings. I don't mm-hmm. think there was anything I, I, like, you know, these teams, it, I think it was a lot of competitive, friendly banter between two really talented teams. Uh, and it, it was really, it, it made the broadcast a lot better. The game was just a lot more fun to watch, even though it was pretty lopsided. Yeah. I think when that happened though, it was a bit close. So, I mean, it felt like, okay, like this is some, this is some real blood, bad blood going on. And I think at the end, everyone realized this isn't going to be something that's going to be taken to the streets after yeah. the game. <laughs> no, but, no. Uh, yeah. I'll, Go on. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just the type of excitement you get, you know, in the months of uh, May and June in, in college baseball. And it's just it's just one of the more fun events that the NCAA has, just from an entertainment standpoint and an emotion, a passion standpoint. Because uh, college, the college baseball season is incredibly long um, for these student athletes, and and to watch it culminate at an event like this is is really fun to watch play out. Mm-hmm. And it was an extreme – there's a lot of pluses for this FSU team. there, But there were also some negatives. I mean, some of the defensive – there was some defensive and base running errors that I, we noticed throughout the weekend that could maybe come back to bite in other situations where FSU doesn't have a nine-run lead or a double-digit lead at certain points. Yeah. Like, I think I think one of the big ones that stuck out to me was a base running error in the, fir- in game, in the game against Georgia, the first game on Saturday night. When the center fielder made a great ga- or catch in right center, can't remember who was on the base runner there, but uh, one out and runners on the corners. So the runner takes off, breaks, passes second, touches second, gets halfway to third. Guy makes the catch and set it right center. And FSU's kind of just let out there and double, they got doubled up. So, I mean. I want to say like, it was Carter Smith at first base. And I could okay. be wrong. Yeah, um, I, think, I think it was Tim Becker that, that got the hit, that hit the ball to center field. Yes, yeah, because Becker ended up getting the RBI. So, yeah, Carter Smith was on base. But, yeah, and he got doubled up, and that's when George's bench was getting into it because they all jumped out of the bench, out of their dugout, and the umps had to rein them back a bit. But well, it was a great catch from Tucker Maxwell out in center mm-hmm. field. It, it deserved all the celebration that oh, oh, Georgia no, I, could I'm, legally 
Yeah, that's the part that I'm not angry about the celebration part. I'm more or less angry about the base running half where Carter Smith just kind of blanked and just went for it and assumed that the ball, this ball was going to drop in the gap. So yeah, and and that's also the thing with with all the with all the passion that's that's built into into these games. But you do, you know, that was a pretty catch, but it was some ugly base running, and that's the type of stuff you're going to see. There's a lot of emotion, a lot less level headedness. I want to say than you Mm -hmm. know you'd get on a on a Saturday afternoon regular season game. Yeah, that's true. And that's, yeah, that's the fun part about this. But going back to some of the errors, were there any other stuff that you noticed or you wanted to bring up? Because uh, I think I got a couple uh, more. <laughs> there, there was a few, but it, uh, like I said, Florida State, their, their defense right now, it is what it is. And mm-hmm. it's going to be their their backs that are going to have to carry them. Um, they're going to make mistakes. Drew Mendoza, he could get drafted tomorrow night, but he's not a great defensive third baseman. Um, that is true. It's just he's just one of the best hitters in the country, but he's going to make mistakes at third base, um, and that's part of the reason. A couple of years ago, Florida State they moved him over to first base because it was he was a liability there, and I think he still mm-hmm. might be, especially as you get deeper into this tournament. Uh, you know, I know they kind of made it look easy this weekend, but it it won't be easy from here on out uh, once you get to the super regional and and, and maybe Omaha. Um, but those are those are those things that kind of. If you're a Florida State fan, keep you on the edge of your seat when Mendoza's at third base. Yeah, and there's one of the one of those examples was tonight. He made a great stop, great diving stop over towards the line, and then was getting up to throw it and just dropped the ball in the transfer. So I mean, there are those little things that obviously can be corrected, and those aren't things to necessarily worry about if you're a scout because you can fix that. And you'd rather be a physical error than a mental error. So. But there was another kind of another error that I noticed on the base paths today. Also, base paths, or could have been at the plate too. In the second inning today against Georgia, Becker was up to bat. Desantis was on first, and it was a two-one count, two-one or three-one, and Desantis takes off stealing. It looks to be like he got a bad jump on it, and then Desantis gets thrown out, and mm-hmm. then later on in the at bat, Becker walks. And as Becker's going to the base, you could see Tyler Holt kind of yelling at him. He had his, he had whoever, I think it was DeSatis' um, leg guard covering his mouth, but he was yelling at him. And that made me think, was there put a, a hit and run put on that play? It, it might have been, because not only was DeSatis out, he was out by a mile. Yeah, uh, it, that's what it I was seemed very about. odd. Uh, and and, and these, are, these are things that if, you know, Florida State, we, I don't think either of us expected them to get out of this regional but they're out of it now. They're on to the Super Regional, most likely mm-hmm. going to be paid in Baton Rouge. Um, if, if they make those mistakes in Louisiana, they're going to be going home. They're not going to get to go to Omaha. They, they've mm-hmm. got to tighten up the de- defense and, and the base running and uh, and everything else. They played great, but there's there, there's a lot of room to improve. Yeah, and I'm and if LSU if this holds in LSU, LSU's up three one right now, top of the fifth inning. And if that result holds in Baton Rouge, the fans are going to be a lot less uh, forgiving than they were in Athens this yeah. weekend. Yeah, those fans sure. at Alex Box Stadium will get on you, and they will let you hear it. It feels like a big game atmosphere at that ballpark every time. Not yeah. to say Foley Field wasn't great, but it's not Alex Box. <laughs> yeah, I just want to give a quick shout out to the to the Florida State traveling fans. I know a oh, lot yeah. of the players' families made the trip up to Athens this weekend. And uh, it was, yeah, you could definitely hear. I know that some of this uh, animal section B, yep, where they were there, uh, making it really loud. Uh, a lot of people there to cheer on the Seminoles. Um, 
uh, yeah, it was a it was a great atmosphere at Foley Field from from what I could see through the television. Yeah, and it was obviously fun to watch an FSU play in a regional that wasn't their own, which we haven't seen in quite a while. Yeah, and but and all around a great weekend. A little bit of errors, but hey, you'd rather those errors be able to be fixed in preparation for the next round than in preparation for the next season at this point. So. FS, oh wow, Duke just clinched. Duke just beat Texas A and M. They're really? on to the next round. I, that just happened. That's that is live, live for all the people listening right now. Duke is on to the next round. But yeah, you'd rather have those errors be able to be fixed for the next round and not for the next season. Any last thoughts mm-hmm. on Florida State? No, I just yeah, I, I, the, I want to just go back to the how magical this weekend was. Mm-hmm. I, obviously, I wouldn't be shocked if if a you know I think most fans and probably some of the team, and maybe Mike Martin himself, went into this weekend thinking, guys, this could be it for, for Eleven's career. And they kind of put that on their back, and they came through. And, I mean, it, <laughs> this, is, this is really odd to be saying. The way they hit this weekend was the way they were hitting against Maine and Mercer and Youngstown State at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season, the way they were hitting in their non-con schedule. And we haven't seen them – hit the ball this well throughout the rest of the ACC schedule and, and even the ACC tournament. And if, if they play as, as well as they did this weekend, I think they have a really good chance to get a spot at the College World Series. Yeah, I think I agree with that. If they can obviously make the Emerson, Emerson Hancocks and the Blake Sanderson's of the world look like 16 new pitchers, I think they got a darn good chance at getting on. Uh, but let's get into a little bit of – or what What was that? No, I was just going to say, you could arguably say that the three pitchers that Florida State faced in this regional, that each of them would be their ace if they were on this Florida State team. Oh, yeah. no, I'd say no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, which is incredible. Phenomenal pitchers. Not to say that FSUs aren't bad, but these guys are just that good. Wilcox, Hancock, and Sanderson are all phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. And, and just a quick shout-out to Connor Grady who put up seven innings mm-hmm. only gave up one run against Georgia today. I know they were exhausted. It was their second game of a doubleheader, but he had over 100 pitches of work. Uh, you know, it, it was able to work seven strong, and Florida State was able to have a huge lead by then, so you could turn it over to Haney and, and Flowers for the ninth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he has been the kind of the – him and Drohan have kind of flipped off. Or no, it's really been Grady as kind of the midweek guy this season. So he's used to those kind of long relief or longer outing situations. So – that's good that they have that guy who they can kind of lean on for that. And he obviously he showed up this weekend. Yeah, no, big time. Yeah, so let's get into a little bit of his predictions for the next weekend. Right now, Southern Miss actually has two on in top fifth, one out. They yeah, scoring position. They, they over, yeah, no, oh, one, yeah, I guess they just, yeah, he just got over. So you're right now scoring position. Wait, did he? I might but, be a little yes, ahead of you. You are. The broadcast. <laughs> there, was just, there was just a pass ball that just got him over. So. Yeah, so now it, let's say – let's do a prediction for Southern Miss and LSU. If FSU goes to LSU, how does this one end up? This is a tough one. Um, LSU, number 13 national seed in the country, uh, had put together a really good season in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really think that the way that Florida State hit against top pitching, I, I don't think that's going to stop. And I don't think there's a guy that LSU has on their roster – that could could completely shut down a Florida State roster, um, and and uh, I think Van Eyck proved that he can do it against the big teams. If if it's LSU, well, it, I mean, I'm I'm assuming it's going to be LSU. I'm going to take Florida State in in three games. 
in three games. All right. So, yeah, going off some LSC stats, their two starting pitchers, the ones that at least have the most appearances or games started in Zach Hess and Eric Walker, both of them have some pretty ugly ERAs, if you ask me. Zach Hess is a 4-6-3, Walker's a 5-3-2. So not some great stuff, but their bullpen does get a bit better once you get down there. They got some bit more twos and threes in the ERAs. But, yeah, if FSU can keep up this hitting, and, if, and obviously it looks like LSU's pitching isn't the top, the cream of the crop that you're going to face right now. If they can get to them early and get to them often like they did it this weekend against Georgia and FAU, I think FSU sweeps. Really? I, yeah, so, I mean, it, it depends on who they, they go with. In game one, do they give uh-huh. the ball to Drew Parrish or do they try to win game one, get the series lead and go with Van Eyck, who I think we can both agree right now is their best pitcher? Yeah, like I said on P89's Tomahawk Talk last week, you're going to have to pitch Parrish at some point. So, yeah. I mean, as important as that, the first game is obviously extremely important because I, I think they mentioned it, like for teams that won the first game of a regional, they win the regional 70-something percent of the time. Uh-huh. So, obviously, that first game is extremely important. So I think I think he ends up going with Parrish again for I think Martin ends up going with Parrish again for game one, and they stick it out the same way that they always have. They will go Parrish Van Eyck, and then if they need Grady for game three, it'll be Grady. But and we know Grady can do it now. Exactly, and hey, maybe that makes you think: Do they go Van Eyck then Grady and Parrish out of the pen? They they could, but I also think you know even though. Grady had a great game against Georgia, and I don't want to take anything away from him. Parrish has pitched in big situations, and it's also been Parrish and Van Eyck the entire season. And, mm-hmm. it, it, and you and I have both played baseball, obviously not at this level. Um, yeah. There's a bit of you, you don't want to you don't want to mess with that um, with that 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 you know baseball is extremely you know it's a mental game. Yeah, you don't and, mess with the guy's mojo. And, and if you if you got you've been starting uh, Parrish in. You know, he's been your Friday starter all season, and Van Eyck's been your Saturday starter. They went with it again this weekend. They, they threw Parrish against FAU, and then Van Eyck against Georgia, even though mm-hmm. Van Eyck might have been the better pitcher. I do think they'll go with Van Eyck in, in game one of this Super Regional. I mean, with Parrish for game one. Um, just because, the, yeah, they want to keep that, that consistent. Mm-hmm. And another live update here from LSU. Uh, Southern Miss just tied it up 3-3. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is getting interesting here. Well, there could be Monday action in well, question, that merge. If Southern Miss were to uh, say win tonight mm-hmm. and win tomorrow night, since the nationally seeded team wouldn't be going to the Super Regional, I believe Florida State and Southern Miss would both bid on who gets to host the Super Regional. I don't think it goes to the higher like tournament seed. Yeah, because they're at once. If you're not a regional, if you're not the what's it called? If you're not one of the 16 national seeds, you don't have a seed for this tournament. Correct. Technically, and both and Southern Miss. If you're going by regional seeding, Southern Miss is a three as well. So both teams are threes. Southern Miss has more wins on the year. They're 40 and 20, as opposed to FSU, who is now the 39 and 21. So it technically, if you're going by wins. It goes to Southern Miss, and they're going to, I believe, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. I well, but I, I was doing, I, w- I was reading up on on how it kind of works uh, with mm-hmm. the super regional, with the national seed from both regionals is eliminated, and I believe the like both both schools bid for it, and the NCAA awards it to who 
to where they think is a better fit for the Super oh. Regional. Oh, they'll means- choose that. They'll choose FSU for that. Exactly. So, and, and not again, to sound I, cocky or not to sound like homers, but yes, I've never visited FSU Southern Miss. There, I've never visited their baseball facility, but I have to imagine Hauser is probably more prepared for a super regional, um, mm-hmm. which would be a welcome surprise um, to see super regional baseball in Tallahassee. Um, yeah, especially. Fun. Yeah, especially for Martin's last season, and that's I think that would be the driving factor. I think regardless of how nice either team's facilities are, I think the NCAA is going to be like, well, it's Martin's Mike Martin's last season. Kind of want the storyline there in Tallahassee. Yeah, yeah. So, to get him to get him another home game would be huge. Uh, you know, I'd have mm-hmm. to get you back up here to Tallahassee for that. Yeah, I might. Yeah, might have to stop working at the baseball camp down here and make my <laughs> way up to Tallahassee. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see. But yeah, so if let's say let's say Southern Miss pulls this off, the miraculous upset in Baton Rouge, do you are we going sweep here? Or are we going all three? Is FSU getting swept? Is FSU losing in three? What do you got? If it's Southern Miss, yeah, Florida State takes game one and game two. It's a sweep. Oof. They're going to Omaha at home. I mean, with all the momentum they built, I mean, Hauser would be absolutely insane if they got to mm-hmm. host a super regional game. And I don't think there's anything that any, any earth, any force on earth that could stop that Florida state offense. If they got to play at home. So you would say, I guess then Southern miss Cinderella story would not trump FSU's team of destiny. Status. Not a chance, not a chance. I, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. And that's bad news because last time any, or last time we were consensus on a sweep in any series, we talk, talking shop was wrong. Talking shop is now I believe yeah. over over two in picking series right here because we had Luke Fay and I had FSU sweeping through the uh, softball super regional against Oklahoma State a couple weeks back, and now we were both wrong this past weekend thinking FSU wouldn't make it out of the Athens regional, and are we going to be wrong here? <laughs> that's that's what I'm worried about now. Again, I, I mean, we could be. I, I mean, Southern Miss is, you know, I don't want to take anything away from them. Obviously, they, they've gotten to this point. Um, but I, I can't see, if you're just looking roster to roster, and the weekend that Florida State had where they not, were not only winning, but were pummeling teams. Mm-hmm. Any team come to Tallahassee and, and to pull off a win. But I guess LSU – you know, LSU fans are probably saying the same thing right now, and they're tied in fifth inning. So yeah, they're yeah they're kind of just they're shaking a bit. It looks like I don't know, but yeah, I think I would have Southern Miss getting swept by the Seminoles in the Super Regional if it ends up that way, and possibly in Tallahassee. But if we're looking at the whole thing as the bracket as a whole for the NCAA tournament, would you not say this is one of the better chances FSU has to win a national title because? We, there's a lot of shaking. There's a lot of team, a lot of shakeups going on right now in this. Like we just had Duke, a three seed, win the Morgantown Regional. We have Oregon State getting eliminated on the second day. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of. There's a lot of. There's a lot of interesting storylines going on here. Yeah, you you look at you know. There's I think so far the ACC has the most teams. In the Super Regional right now, um, you've got obviously Florida State, UNC, and Duke who got their spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and UNC is probably the you know would probably be a better pick to win the College World Series if you're looking at ACC schools. 
Um, not but, Georgia Tech. I mean, Georgia Tech is struggling right now. That's what I'm saying. They, they're not even. They're not even out of their their regional yet. Yeah, they haven't um, even. Yeah, they can't even. And if they lose tonight, they're down three one currently. If they lose tonight, they're out. They're done. Oh really? So yeah, Auburn they, is in the winners bracket. Yeah, Auburn has runners on the corners right now. Two out, top of the ninth, and so they're threatening right now. They could possibly extend yeah. this lead, and Georgia Tech season could come to an end as the three seed. Which is which is sad. National seed. They, yeah, they had a crazy good season. Yes, this like um, we said in the uh, in the second or episode three of this podcast, Georgia Tech. We rambled on a bit on how James Ramsey had mm-hmm. turned kind of turned around and helped out this Georgia Tech hitting rot hitting lineup. Yeah, but going back to what you said, I do think if you look at past years, um, Florida State this would be one of their better chances to win a national mm-hmm. championship, um, which is is kind of weird to 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 say. Um, just because, like, literally two weeks ago, I wasn't sure if they were going to make this tournament. Yeah, it was um, a bit like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so it would have been a terrible end to, to Mike Martin's last season. Um, I think if they, if they get past LSU, um, I, I wouldn't take them against the field, um, but I think they would have a very fair shot at, at winning it all. Okay, so let's say – Let's just say, not saying it's set in stone, if FSU can advance to Omaha, what do you think this team's seal? Uh, what do you, do you think if they don't win the World Series, how far do they get? I would give them one win, whether that one. be win the first one and lose the next yeah. two or lose the, the first one, win one in the loser's bracket. If, if, if I'm a betting man, I, I, don't, pay, I don't bet on Florida State to, to win more than one game at Omaha. Mm-hmm. Again, I it would, depends on how it how it how it plays out, who they who they're matched up against. But mm-hmm. no yeah, matter absolutely. no matter who makes it in, like there's going to be really good baseball teams. And mm-hmm. I know Florida State, the pitching had a great weekend, um, but for that to continue, not only past the super regional, but in, into the College World Series, that's just really hard to bet on. Yeah, and I think in true FSU heart baseball heartbreaking fashion, I think they would make it all the way to the semifinals before ripping. The fan, the hearts of Knoll Nation, out of their chests, and just stomping on them like always. So yeah, I think I, tw- I think I tweeted out, "When is this going? When are we coming down from this high?" And well, and, and at this point, yeah, you know, at this point, everything that Florida State does in this tournament, it, they're playing with house money. Yeah, it's and, all gravy right now. <laughs> and you know, Mike Martin, just to see the fun he was having this weekend, and obviously, <laughs> you've got him turning his hat sideways, and that's become a gif and a meme, and it's all over Twitter. It's it's it was a fun weekend, and, and no matter what happens, either in Baton Rouge or maybe in Tallahassee, uh, they're they're playing with house money, and I think what they did this weekend, kind of righted all the wrongs from the regular season mm-hmm. um, be- because of how well they played. Yeah, and I, yeah. obviously everyone could have said, oh, we w- FSU should have been better in the regular season. They shouldn't have even been in the Athens Regional as the three seed, and they should have been hosting from the get-go, and, now, and they should be hosting this round after we saw what they could, what their potential was. And you could do the whole if that, which way, and the other, could have, should have, would have. And it still wouldn't matter. I think this is the best re- and the best result for FSU because I think if they did end up hosting, I think there was would be a very good chance that they could lose like they did last year to Mississippi State, which which would be tough. Yes, that would have been extremely tough because I well, I mean, last season we all thought that was it for Martin. 
Yeah. No, I, we all thought – I thought that was it. I think in a fit of rage, I might have called for it to be it for Martin. <laughs> I, I mean, not going to lie. I think I was like, this is probably the only – this is like – I said, I think this is the worst way he could ever have gone out. And, and I'm, and I'm with, really glad that he didn't. I'm really glad he stuck around for the season. Mm-hmm. I know the, this, this, this whole season has been a lot of turmoil, uh, a lot of people saying he should have been done years ago. Um, but but I'll, yeah, I'll say it again. This weekend, I think, makes up for a lot of that. Yeah, thankfully he just didn't up and leave this team kind of without saying anything and just go off somewhere else. Not saying he would have gone to coach, but just left this team wing, yeah. wing nudge, nudge at Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> but thankfully Texas A&M is out, but who knows? I, I do uh, have a question for you, though, Gary. <laughs> I, if, if Florida State – okay, I'll, 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 I'll phrase it this way. Is this coaching staff and Mike Martin Jr., are they playing right now for his potential job as head coach? Let's say that, yeah, they're coaching for their job right now and their job is next season and they have, and they're doing a phenomenal job. I mean, like there's nothing that you can say. There's no, there's not too much more praises that you can give this coaching staff than they probably already have heard this mm-hmm. region this weekend. Cause I mean, even I think was it, we heard, in this game on Sunday's game, Martin was kind of pumping Junior's tires up a bit during, a little bit, the, in-game, little bit. In, during the in-game interview. He was like, I think Junior's just done a great job out there with the <laughs> batting and he's just just settled these hitters down, given the whole like Mike Martin like Gary, oh, yeah, their approaches is a lot better. <laughs> Gary, you do a great Mike Martin, by the way. Oh, I have never you. heard that. That was that was spot on. It's all about the timing with him. You just can't try and rush through it. It's just like you got molasses in your mouth. Oh, yeah. Southern Miss takes a four to three lead in the top of the fifth. Oh, yep. Thanks for spoiling that one. <laughs> <laughs> so I literally just clicked on the start broadcast, and I wasn't sure how long ago it happened, but four yep, to three there it is. Southern Miss. So yep. I don't yeah, know. There it is. I yeah, mean, so who knows? It could be. They could be in Tallahassee, and you could be there next weekend. I don't know where I'd be, but yeah. We'd have to get you up here, Gary. We'd have to. We'd have to find have, a way. It, they better. They better schedule it for Friday then, because if it's Thursday, I ain't gonna be there. Ah, well, we'll, I, we'll, I see. Able, we'll see how it plays if out. I, if I were to be up there for that, I wouldn't be able to make it for Friday. It would have to be Saturday and possibly Sunday if it goes Sunday. I would only be able to get at least one game, or the most at the least one game. Yeah, well, my mom's trying to get me to find a job up here, and <laughs> the job search will be postponed if there's super regional baseball. In Tallahassee. Mom, you can't make me get a job. Mike Martin's trying to <laughs> go to Omaha. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't blame you for holding off this job search. Money can wait. Mike that's Martin true. is forever. <laughs> that's true. But, yeah. So, I think that's – I don't know. Is there any other thoughts that you got on the rest of the bracket not looking at just specifically L- FSU and LSU? Or maybe uh, Southern Miss? I mean, Who knows? I think this is a – I don't think there's a clear favorite right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even you know UCLA's lost a game. I know yeah, that looks good, um, but I I think there's a lot of teams right now that could potentially win it all, and, and Florida State's on that list. Um, mm-hmm. It's just been a really good weekend of baseball. A lot of hitting. I know there's some rumors that maybe the baseballs the are, are a little different. Um, <laughs> and I won't comment on that one way or the other. But it's been really entertaining. Uh, just, just any of these games. I think I was watching uh, was it Auburn and Coastal Carolina the other day, and there's a lot of hitting, a lot of fun. 
Uh, the broadcasts have been really good, and, and I've just enjoyed it. And I think it's only going to get better from here. And and uh, yeah. Florida State season has gone longer now than the University of Florida, as they were eliminated by Dallas Baptist today. So that's interesting. Yes, yes, and we are unbiased journalists here. No, it was, are, yeah, I just wanted to point not, that out. We're just we're just reporting the news. The Florida Gators season is over. They lost to Dallas Baptist, who then was subsequently eliminated by Texas Tech. Texas Tech and yeah. Texas Tech is on to the Supers. But, yeah, so th- I think that's all we got for this Super. I ha- I enjoyed watching this weekend of baseball. It's been a whole lot of fun. I can't – it's not even over yet. I mean, we still got some great games oh, yeah. left with Southern Miss LSU. Go on to tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, go, go watch this game right now if you're listening. It's a great one, top of the fifth yeah. inning. But, yeah, I've enjoyed this weekend. Can't wait for next. Maybe I'll be up in Tallahassee if it's in Tallahassee. Who we, knows? We will do whatever it takes to get you up here. Yes, whatever it takes. Yeah, maybe I'll even catch a flight from South Florida. <laughs> pay a thousand dollars to fly there (laughs) but yeah that's all i got thanks again for listening to talking chop i'm gary putnick thanks again to brett rutherford joining us hopefully we'll have you on possibly with another guest for the super regional preview whoever whoever it may be the uh, the opponent for fsu we'll have one extra guest on the panel here for this next episode but thanks again for uh, joining me brett thank you again for listening go subscribe to talk and shop on Spotify and Apple podcast and give us a follow at FSVU sports on Twitter. Thanks again. See you later.